Welcome to the Life Unmasked podcast, where we talk about all things dating, relationship, and everyday life issues. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to give a quick reminder about the Dating Unmasked eight-week course that is happening in just a couple of weeks. If you haven't seen on my social media or heard from previous episodes, I am hosting an eight-week dating course designed by women for women to bring healing and breakthrough in the area of relationships. But more importantly, it's not just about dating relationships. It's also designed to help the relationship that we have with ourselves. Every single class, there is going to be a speaker who specializes in the area that they are talking about. I have teachers coming in who are pastors, life coaches, life consultants, and counselors who specialize in the mind, the body, talking about the mess, and how to navigate through the crazy world that we have when it comes to relationships. Tickets are only $29, which means that they're only a little over $3 per class. They're going to be starting February 21st. I have the link in my social media, but I will make sure that the link is also available in the description of this episode. So make sure that you get your tickets soon. I have limited spaces, but I would love to see as many of my listeners there because this class is going to be amazing and it was designed just for you. Hey, hey, hey. Hi. (laughs) I feel like every time we start, when we record together, um, we just, we never know how to start off. Yeah. So it's awkward. I don't know why. Yeah. 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 But it's because yeah. we're two awkward people trying to record a podcast. That part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Life Unmasked. If you couldn't tell by now, uh, I have my best friend with me once again. Burp, 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 burp. <laughs> Yeah, with you. <laughs> um, and today we are, I'm going to do something a little different that I haven't done on this podcast. We've done this on our other podcasts that we do together, uh, but we are going to be talking about the show Love is Blind because it's, yeah. our, it's our current obsession and we have a lot of thoughts and it's all around, around relationships. <laughs> This is a whole train wreck, that show. I love it. It is. I have an obsession with reality TV, if my listeners didn't know this already. And I... I I know, over the last couple years, I have not watched The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. But... um, That was an obsession of mine. Why are you filing your nails? Because I'm listening. Go ahead. Oh, we can hear it. I have to multitask. Oh, oops. <laughs> and she had, like, she was filing her nails into the speaker. 
and I can like I can see her because we're on FaceTime at the same time as we're recording this. So it's, yeah, um, be quiet. <laughs> but can you? This is yeah. you we're talking about. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, so um, yeah. I am obsessed with all reality TV shows. Like I should say, like relationship reality TV shows. So I love Love Island. What's the other ones that I watch? Temptation Island. That was not supposed to be talked about. I told you they're all they're literally all the same. Um, Temptation Island, unfortunately, is uh, a show that I do watch mostly because I watch it and I'm like, avoid these men at all costs. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I was obsessed with the Kardashians for like 20 seasons. So, I mean. You're still obsessed with the Kardashians. Not as much anymore. Hopefully not after the whole, like, Well, everything, because they, they, they're just cuckoo. They're, 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 um, but yeah, I, like, for years I watched, you know, The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise, um, and then there was like that one season, they only did one season. It was like <sighs> Hell or something like that. That was supposed to be kind of like Love Island, but it wasn't, it, it was weird. Um, <laughs> there was, that was a reason why not, there was like, only there, one Isn't season. there like the circle? The circle, I watched that, but the that's square, like that. Like, the really... rectangle, the triangle. <laughs> the circle. But that's not necessarily like relationship based. I don't even know what they do. It, it's because, yeah. I don't watch it, all of these. It's Love a is Blind is like my. You're one. The only one that I actually. And the only reason I got into it was because it, the first season was during lockdown mm-hmm. in 2020 and like we had nothing better to do and everybody was talking about it and I was like I need to watch this <laughs> and now they have like love is blind, blind Brazil and Japan, Japan and I'm like uh I'll stick with the American because now that's just too much that's too much for Oh, isn't there another one of those shows that has like taken off onto like I don't even know. <clears throat> Anyways, um, all of this know. to say is that Love is Blind at this cur- this season in particular. I mean, last season had, if you watched it, you would know. Like, last season, obviously, you know, there was some weird couples and things. Yeah. Everybody was, like, hoping for Cameron and Lauren's type of relationship because they're relationship goals. They're my relationship goal. Uh <laughs> and everybody else was just kind of they were so cute I mean Barrett or Barrett Barnett and Amber I guess they've kind of made it work I had very low hopes for them yeah I still do <laughs> I mean they've made it work so far but uh, I think it's all crazy. based on sex yeah Yours is purely like a physical but then of course you had Jessica and Mark. Just so everybody knows, Jessica is still 10 years older than Mark. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, That was so funny. Jessica's 34, Mark is 24. That was was hilarious. 
Yeah. He had a lot of confidence for someone who was so short. And not that cute. Um, Mm -mm. But she was an alcoholic. She was, like, drunk the whole season. I know. Um, She always had. She was always drinking something. She was always drinking wine. Yeah, guys. uh, I really like Mark. (laughs) And she would get into her, like, baby talk. It was just so weird. Anyways, but what we really wanted to talk about with Love is Blind is because we've been watching it this season and we are seeing all these relationship red flags, like, popping up everywhere. Mm -hmm. And so what better way of talking about what not to do in relationships than incorporate Love is Blind? (laughs) Yes. So where should we start? What couple? Let's start from, like, the, the couple that matched first. Was that uh, Nick, and, Nick and Yes. That is a... They're not going to last. I honestly, I want him to break up with her because she, the entire time that they've gotten together, she starts bringing up these conversations of like, because she's super insecure. Oh, so she's so like insecure. self-sabotaging herself completely. And she mm-hmm. keeps bringing up all of these like conversations of like, like, you did this, and I don't feel good about this, and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I'm literally just here, like, asking questions. <laughs> I'm trying to, like, figure out, like, how can we make this work? Like, what makes you tick? Like, I'm just learning about you, and you were just, like, throwing me under the bus, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, the last episode that we were just watching, they went cake tasting because they were get- they're getting married in a week on the mm-hmm. show. And they're sitting there after the the baker, like, walks away or whatever. And she starts an argument about, like, it starts off with, oh, it's so crazy. We're getting married in a week. And, you know, like, if we would have just been dating outside in, like, the normal world, like, I think with all the conflicts that we've been having, we would have broken up by now. Or, like, yeah. we, we would have ended things. And he's like, wait, we've had conflicts so where you would want to end things? And then it starts into, like, this whole fiasco of, like, oh, like, you were upset because I went out, you know, to a friend's house for, you know, my sister's birthday. And he was like, no, I wasn't upset about that. Like, it's like yeah. she's trying to create fights and coming she, she comes up with scenarios mm-hmm. in her head to validate the insecurities that she has within herself yeah and he's like and you can tell like he's genuinely one of these people that he if there if something pops up or if there's some some kind of conflict like you can tell like he wants to talk about like hey let's talk about it let's talk mm-hmm. this out let's work through it let's find a solution you know like he doesn't seem, from what I see on the show, I don't, you know, obviously, it's just whatever you can tell from the show, but he doesn't seem like the type of person that just, like, gives up and walks away. He mm-hmm. seems like he he genuinely wants to work things out and, like, talk through things and have healthy conversations about, you know, these things. And she's just looking for little spats and fights and, like, little things so that way he ends up breaking up with her and then it validates everything that she ever she's been about. telling herself yeah you know like, like see like see 
every guy leaves me. me every guy leaves me blah blah blah, blah. Yeah. and it's like yeah because you're pushing them away you're doing yeah. it to yourself they're genuinely yeah. trying to work it out with you and they want to be with you and they want to learn you but you're not letting them learn you and you're you're not you're too guarded you're not letting your walls down yeah and like the whole thing too I and it was like uh I can't remember what episode it was um I think it was like episode seven or something like this they got into a fight over because he had gone to meet her parents her family Mm -hmm. and she thought that he seemed fake and disengaged and all these things and he was like no I was also dealing with things but I didn't want to talk to you about those things because I knew how important meeting your parents were and yeah and then he of course I, I think part of the thing too that with this we're not just putting I'm not just putting everything on her with her insecurities they're massive mm-hmm. insecurities and she needs to work on them because the relationship's never going to work but I also think that sometimes in his communication, he doesn't know how to communicate in a way that, like, gets his point across, but also stays loving in the process. Right. Because he does make, he did make the comment that, you know, the world doesn't revolve around you. And when you're saying something like that, mm-hmm. that that's something that can actually it's kind of triggering. That that can be damaging to someone and their self esteem and their thought process. And so, in that in that sense, you know, when she makes the comments, "Well, you seem narcissistic," like in that moment, I would be like, "Yes." In this case, yes, but. I also think all of her insecurities, I don't think he realized how many insecurities and how exactly her insecurities would have, how much it would affect their relationship until after they got out of the pods. Because I can tell, like, he's really trying to put forth effort to, like, Mm -hmm. be like, no, like, I do love you. I do care about you. And but she keeps like shooting him down. He's like, I can't catch a break here. Yeah. And so I think it I, I think it's getting to the point where her insecurities are just so much. Like they were in Mexico. She got sick. And she told him that it was okay for him to go meet up with you know the rest of the group, whatever. Yeah. She stayed behind. She saw him talking to another girl, and she had a panic attack. Locked herself in the closet for, like, three hours because she saw him talking to another girl. To me, that's not someone who is ready to be in Mm -hmm. an emotional, mature relationship. Yeah, absolutely not. And she's 28, and she has a lot of things that she needs to work on. I mean, but at the same time, like, the whole experiment and timeline of the show, if you have that insecurity, I mean, if it's that severe, obviously, you need to go to counseling weekly, and you need to work right. it first before getting a relationship. However, 
if you have that insecurity and you've only been dating this guy for like a week or two, I, I would be a little, uh, a little alarmed, a little on the, mm, yeah, a little on the cautious side, not like to the point where I'm like, you're cheating on me kind of thing. Like you're talking to other girls already, but like, like obviously there's other girls on the show and you're just mingling with everybody. Mm-hmm. But if that's like a, a really big insecurity um, th- and you've only been dating, you haven't seen each other for an entire, you've only seen each other like physically for a week because the week before you were just, it was just an emotional talking connection. You didn't see the person at all. Right. And that you've only seen this person for one week. Like, yeah, the insecurity is going to obviously pop up, but you know, you've only known each other for two weeks. Now, if it's like something that you've been dating for like six months or whatever, and you kind of, you trust this person, you know, this person, like that shouldn't really be a concern if you really Mm -hmm. trust them. But again, it's only been like a couple of weeks. So I, I understand kind of where she's, where she would be at and that, but to the point that you have a panic attack, that's, that's, yeah, that's alarming. I think I I don't think I would be so concerned about him talking to another girl, especially like in a group setting. I would be more concerned if my guy was to like walk off. And th- this I think this is yeah, the whole that. thing. So she thought that he like walked onto the beach or like off away from like the group with like this other girl, and he didn't. Mm-hmm. And um. I think I would be concerned if my guy was engaging in a conversation far away from everybody else where no one could hear what was being said. I would be like, okay, that's a little, mm, and we need to have a conversation about that. Um, But just having, like, talking to a girl in a public setting, I would be fine with, you know? But that's also the difference between I've been working on my issues versus Mm -hmm. someone who hasn't worked through things. And I'm not saying that I don't have issues. I still do. Like, I think we all do. Like, we all have things that we're insecure about and that, you know, we we all have those things. But I think in her case, her insecurities are overpowering everything. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. They really, they really are. It's like, it's almost to the point where it's like, yeah, on one hand, I feel for her, but also it doesn't, I don't know if she's even actively like doing anything about it. Right. You know, like if we're not seeing that. Yeah. Cause if you're really like that, if you're that insecure, you need to seek help. Like you need to go see a therapist, a counselor, something Mm -hmm. practical that, that they will give you the tools and resources on how to properly like work through those things and heal from certain areas and like walk through those things. And then, you know, if you have a partner that is willing to walk through that with you, like that's amazing because a lot of people don't have that. But if she's pushing, keeps pushing him away, like, right. And he, and it looks like he's generally wanting to walk through this process with her and like mm-hmm. kind of help her in a sense. And she's not, she's just shut off to it. And it's like, if you're that shut off, then you do not need to be in any in kind of relationship, relationship at all. right now. Cause you're yeah. just going to bulldoze right over the whole thing. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I, it's, it, it's a, 
it's a tricky thing, you know? Because, like, with this, I, I think, too, oftentimes, you know, even when you're in your insecurities, you still want somebody, right? Mm-hmm. You, you still want to have a connection with someone. I say that loosely because not everybody does. But you don't go on the show, you know, thinking that you're going to meet, hoping to meet someone if you don't want to have a connection with someone. Right. The problem is, is that you need to acknowledge that you have things that you need to work on in order to make the relationship work. And I, and she acknowledges that she's insecure. She told him that like right away. But I don't think from what we are seeing, and I could be wrong because we aren't seeing it. I don't think she's willing to actually work through the things. I think she's looking for someone to fix those things within her. Yeah. And so I think right now she thought that Nick was going to be that person who would fix her, but he can't fix her. She has to be willing to do that on her own. So. Yep. Okay. That is Nick and Danielle. What not to do. (laughs) If you are working through insecurities. Check yourself. <laughs> no. Yeah, like, I mean, honestly, like, if there's a lot of insecurities that you have around dating, like, really look into that really mm-hmm. hard and try to do, you know, read books, go to a therapist, see a counselor, listen to certain podcasts on the subject, mm-hmm. um, do courses like dating unmasked um little plug there little plug (laughs) (laughs) um but Mm -hmm. but do the work like we have a friend that she's going through that right now she got out of a really um rough tough uh couple years relationship that really broke her and Mm -hmm. really mentally and emotionally drained her and now before she gets into the next thing she is taking in everything that she can. She's doing the work. She's taking the time to be single and to really learn about herself and who she is, what she likes, what she wants for her future relationship, like what she really, really wants, what's really necessary and what, what are her non-negotiables? Like she's learning all the things she's the podcast, the books, the courses, um, you know, just, and just really like, searching within herself and leaning on the Lord to really show her what's, what's important and who she is before she gets into that next relationship. Cause the next relationship will hopefully be her forever and, and yeah. it'll be a, a healthy thing. So like take the time that you need to get healthy now because the person that you, the partner that you want to be like start, to do that now before that person comes into your Mm -hmm. life. Um, Because the partner that you want to be and the partner that you're searching for, like you'll attract them so much better than if you're in like a messy, if you're going through a mess right now, you're going to attract the wrong partner. Right. If you're walking through that healing and if you're walking through all of the things and learning to be the person that you truly, that God truly is calling you to be, you're going to attract that right person who's going to come alongside you and like 
push you to be better and to like lead you to the Lord. And it's just going to be so much better, healthy relationship. And not just for the two of you, but for whatever children you may or may not have, you know, or just the people around you, like your own family and your friends and like whoever is around you. Yeah. Well, and you know, that's the whole thing. Like when you are actively growing and wanting to improve who you are, Mm -hmm. you are becoming the healthiest version of yourself. And you're not just doing it for who you are now, but you're also doing it for your future, for your future partner, for your future self, for your future family, all of these things. Because when you are in an unhealthy state and you get married in that unhealthy state, guess what? that marriage is not going to improve who you are. There's going to create more conflict that's going to come along in the process. And if you have children, you are bringing children into that conflict and you are showing them your insecurities. Now for me, like I would never want my children to have to go through the insecurities and the hurt and the pain that I've had to walk through. So I'm doing what I can now So they never have to go through that. Right. Yeah. And, and at the end of the day, it's like, it really isn't about you because your behaviors, your actions, your responses, all of these things. Yes, obviously they affect you, but they affect all the people around you. Mm -hmm. So when you, as you're getting healthier and people around you that are in your life, that are noticing that. It, it's, it almost like kind of shows them like, oh, they're changing. Oh, she's changing. Oh, he's changing, blah, blah, blah. But then it kind of um, gives them a little bit of a different perspective. Like, oh, they're getting healthier and their life around them is changing for the better. And so it might just kind of trigger something in them to want to change something for themselves and to want to do right. something for themselves to be to be better. So it, it's not just you, it affects everybody around you that you mm-hmm. are close to. And so getting health healthier and doing the work and putting up those boundaries, some people are not going to like the boundaries, but at the end of the day, you have to protect your peace. Mm-hmm. And if you have to like make some boundaries with people and like kind of cut people off, I say cut people off, but you know what I mean? Like, like, distance yourself from certain toxic people in your life you got to do what you got to do to again to protect your peace and other people will start to catch on and they'll want to it's just like that trickling effect you know like they'll want to want to better themselves as well like maybe there's something I need to do that I can do better because I you know whatever because I'm watching them in their life and their lifestyle so so yeah Yeah. and not that it you have to be like I got to think about the people around me it's like no work on yourself and like Mm -hmm. everything else is going to just be a byproduct of the work that you're putting into yourself. Mm -hmm. Well, and to the whole like friendship thing, like that's something that I do, you know, I, I sit down and I look at all of my friendships that I have on my plate, like who I'm investing my time with and who I'm investing my time in. And, and if it's not, If some, some relationships are for a lifetime, some friendships are for a lifetime, others are for a season and that's okay. It doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with that, 
But I have I sit there and I'm like, okay, what is actually what friendships are giving me life right now? And sometimes I do. I separate myself, it not ever, but for you know a time, and then I come back to it. Sometimes yeah. it it is a, a complete cut off altogether. But you know, it, it's not a bad thing. It just it means that I'm growing as a person and what that person, that other person is going through or maybe how they're treating me and acting is not benefiting me in this season of what I need in a friendship. And so, yeah, it's healthy. Yeah. Okay. Let's go on to the next couple. Who do you want to talk about next? I hate his face. Natalie and Shane. (laughs) I knew you were going there. I knew it. Shane's, every time I see his face, I'm like, this dude is literally looks like he's always coked out. He, I hate his face <laughs> so much. Oh, it's like him and Nicolas Cage. Like, I just, I can't stand Nicolas Cage. And he's just up there with him. So I, I say that. However, uh-huh. Shane seems like he you can tell he's very much I mean in the show he pretty much says he's words of affirmation and I feel like him and Natalie's relationship I think it's fake I just don't feel like it's genuine I I feel like it's forced and they're not gonna last because he's very much like like Jersey Shore party boy and she is she's kind of mean I I honestly yeah I like her and I don't like her. And he's, you can tell he's very insecure. There's, he's like a couple fries short of a happy meal. I just, I, <laughs> he should have been with the other bimbo. It's like the two blonde Shane bimbos just Shana. need to be together. Yeah. And their so, names just. So here's the thing. I, I can see that Natalie is trying to be better Mm -hmm. but I think she was so set on Shane right away and she became very territorial yeah that she didn't allow allow herself to see all of these flaws even when (laughs) there was like that massive red flag that happened in the pods so if you don't watch the show Spoiler alert. They get into the pods. He asked who was on the other side. It was Natalie. She told him to guess. And he was like, Shayna. And he was like, oh, I was hoping it was you. And. Yeah, he said he was hoping it was Shayna. And he's and like, then what she... are you wearing right now? Because then... that was what Shane and Shayna's relationship was. It was. It seemed like it was physical without very... being physical. Uh-huh. But, um, yeah, and he was like, Shayna, Shayna, and she, Natalie would not respond. And she was like, it's Natalie. And he's like, of course. And I'm like, what a freaking douche. Yeah. Really? Why would you say that? And the fact that she's still, at, like, after that, that would have been the end for me. I'm like, no. Right. But no. then, like, the no. next day, I think it was the next day. It was the next day. Like, they got together on the pods. He apologized and then asked if she would be his girlfriend. But then he was still pursuing other, still pursuing Shayna mm-hmm. in the process. And it's like, 
wait, this makes no sense. Like, you were, you just asked someone to be your girlfriend, which is also a weird thing, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you're asking her to be your girlfriend in the pods, okay? That made no sense to me. But, um, but then, like, you're also still wanting to explore what you had with Shayna. Like, that felt very player-ish to me. Yeah, yeah. And then after Shayna was like, no, like, I'm not going to do this with you. Like, you made someone your girlfriend, which now she's, now she's trying to come between them. Um, But, like, the whole, the whole thing around that is, like, Oh, so he ended up ultimately choosing Natalie by default because Shayna chose to walk away. Mm-hmm. Because I think if Shayna would have stayed in that, yeah, she, like he would have ultimately picked her. Right. She Shayna really should have spoke up more. I don't know why she didn't, but she should have spoke up more because then her and Shane would have ended up together for sure. Like you just said, and she did not And I'm just like, why? And so then she, then Shana ends up, Shana claims to be a Christian, but I hate yet, that she put and, that on her. And then one of the episodes says that she likes to get pounded five times a day. So I'm just like, okay. <laughs> okay. She's a Christian. She, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and she's telling this to Shane and I'm just like, these two, if these two end up together, the first thing they're going to do is yeah. pound each other's brains out. So, whatever. But then she ends up saying yes to the guy, uh, Kyle? Yes, who's an and atheist. He's an atheist. And they, spoiler alert, they end up breaking up anyways, later. But um, he wants to marry her and all this stuff. And he doesn't and he was- find it a deal breaker that she's Christian and he's atheist. And I use the term Christian for her very loosely. Um, but she's like, you know, I, I want... Some, I want a partner who's going to spiritually lead me. I'm like, girl, you just want somebody to say that you, uh, that he believes in God and that's it because you don't, you, act, whatever. Anyway, because right. you don't actually walk the walk. But you just want somebody that just says they believe in God and has the label of Christian and that's about as far as it's going to go. They go to church I, on yeah. Christmas and Easter only. Yes, you know, they're CEOs. <laughs> and so he's like i can't believe like at this day and age like that's, that would be a deal breaker i'm thinking like bro what world do you live in of course like most people like goes with like like right you both want to have like the same type of um you both want to be on the same page about most things when you get when you have a partner when you get with somebody you're not right. gonna you know now there are rare occasions that people are on opposite ends of the spectrum and they get together and somehow it works and they're together for decades (laughs) very rare occasions that it works but they probably have had multiple conversations on how this how it's all going to work for them and they Mm -hmm. have just made it work and that but that's the thing right there it's communication on the steroids which Mm -hmm. is great and that works for some people but most people it does not work for so yeah, so they, 
I'm just like, why did you even say yes to him? You should have kept going after Shane if you wanted him so much. And then they all get together. Uh, when was it? It was in Mexico, and she's talking to him. Or no, 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 no. no it was in Chicago. in Chicago. They were back in Chicago, and they had this big like shindig for all the couples together. And she went off and took Shane to talk to him by himself, and just <laughs> she's still trying. She's still trying. She, she's trying real hard. And so she was, like, planting little things in Shane's ear to, like, cause a wedge between Shane and Natalie. Mm-hmm. And it was because, I think it was, like, the night before or whatever, She Shana was talking to Natalie on the phone. And Shana's like, well, if things don't work out with you and Shane, I have this guy friend who you could date. Already, like, trying to set mm-hmm. her up with someone else. So she could weasel her way in. And like it, it is like a love square because Kyle was Kyle was with Shayna and Kyle was willing to compromise all these things to make the relationship work. Which, by the way, if you are having to compromise your morals to make a relationship work, it is a relationship that you should not be in. Hands down. Yeah. Because you shouldn't have to compromise who you are for someone else to get that approval for someone else. That's just, it's it's not going to work and it's going to be super unhealthy. And in the end, you're going to end up resenting that person. Right. Take my 100%. advice on this. I did this in a, in a previous relationship and I now regret the whole entire thing. Um, we won't go into all that, but <laughs> we'll save that for a different day. Um. And But then you had Shayna, who was still pining after Shane, and then you have Natalie, who's pining after Shane, and you're looking at Shane, and you're like, I don't understand what this charisma was about this guy. Yeah. Like, I, what, were, was something else happening behind the scenes of the pods that we didn't, in, like, in the pods that we didn't see? Um, and yeah, Natalie is someone who... Like, she goes for what she wants, but then in the process of all of that, like, she is very mean. She is very, very mean. And mm-hmm. um, and that is the complete opposite of how sorry, Shane sorry. is. I heard your mom. <laughs> my mom needed my car keys. <laughs> it's okay. My, if you guys are taking the class, if you're not, last night my mom decided to come up come upstairs in the middle of me make recording nachos. a class and like let the dogs out and make nachos and I was like mom hey you know it's, this is just real life parents, <laughs> parents, what happens we love them um, but yeah Natalie is very mean and I think that's only going to get her so far and I don't think she I, she honestly didn't realize that she was mean until she started dating Shane and Shane called her out for it and I'm like, how did you yeah. know, how did how did you not know this? Like he said something else to her and she's like, I didn't even know that about myself. And he's like, Wait, you didn't know that? <laughs> like, how are you so aware but yet so unaware? It makes no sense to me. But in the yeah. process of all this, like I think the lesson to be learned from their relationship is that uh, if your gut is telling you something is off, 
it probably is. <laughs> yeah. Because her gut instincts after he called her Shayna <laughs> in the pods was... That's just... Yeah. No. That was and, wrong. And I say that even going into the next couple of Jarrett and Aina. Mm-hmm. Where he was going to propose to another girl. And she told him that she had more of a connection with someone else. Mm-hmm. And so then he went with his second choice. Yeah. Which it, it, that, that sucks. And you kind of go through the process with her feeling like she, she's, you know, second, second choice. choice. But there was one part, I think it was in, I don't remember, it, a couple last episodes, um, where he mentioned that I think somebody had asked him about Mallory because Mallory was his first choice, but then she chose Salvador. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, but he he said something like, like, no, like that chapter is closed. My focus and my love and everything is for Ayana and and like that was his only focus. And he basically it was like he moved on from the other girl and he's like, she made her choice. And that, and I'm happy for her, and it is what it is, and I've made my choice. And he's like completely head over heels. Fall. I love this couple, by the way. I'm really rooting for them. I love her. But um, I think he, I like the fact that he was like, he's totally focused on the one that he chose. And this is, you know, this is it. This is my girl. This is the one I'm going to marry. And, you know, it wasn't, like, this wavering thing. Like, you can tell with, like, Shane, he's still... He's still wavering. Like, there's, <clears throat> he's still wavering. And even though he's kind of still making that connection with who he chose, Natalie, I can see him, I don't know, talk, still talking to Shayna. And I, I don't know. He's still kind of on the fence. And Jarrett was like, nope that chapter with the person that I originally wanted to choose that is over. I like, he is not on the fence and like the person that he chose is the person that he chose and that's it. And he's not giving a second thought to the other person anymore. And I was like, wow. Okay. That was very mature of him. And I, I loved that. I, I love them. They're so cute. I love her ultimately. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I love, I love Jarrett's parents, um, but I can understand where a little bit of her insecure, insecurity and doubt around things come into play because she knows that he, she wasn't who he had picked first. Mm-hmm. And no woman ever wants to be made to feel like their second choice. Let alone yeah. be told that you're second choice, you know? And I'm not saying that that's what he's doing now, but that is ultimately what ended up happening was that he was going to pick Mallory. Mallory said that she was falling for Sal, who also I adore Sal. I do. Um, I'm on the fence. with Like, he's he is very sweet, yes. But I just, 
think you find boring. it boring because you can't understand the concept of having a really nice guy. Well, we I had never this conversation. Had, I never had a guy, so I don't. You, you there was John, and he he just wasn't it. Anyways, that's not the point. The point is, I didn't. Is that... I didn't. Again, I've never had a guy. I've never been in a relationship. That was just like a thing that I wanted to have fun with for a weekend. It was a situationship. It was a situation. A thousand yeah. percent. So, anyways, back to the whole thing. Like, I think, for me, I would be really hesitant going forward, like, thinking, okay, am I really who he wants to be with? I would I would have that doubt. A thousand percent. So, I can understand a little bit of, like, her being a little bit insecure and her struggling with that. Because I know I would, for sure. Yeah. And you can't say that you wouldn't either. Like, if you knew that the guy that you were with was going to propose to someone else. Oh, of course. Like, but I'm rooting for them. Just, you know, again, what I said with the last couple, you know, trust your gut. Like, if it feels off to you, then don't go there. Just... You know, sometimes your gut will lie to you, but most of the time your intuition is right. Okay, next couple. Should we go to Mallory and Sal since we've already started talking about them? Yes. Okay. Do you want to kick that one off? Um, no. I don't. I, I just, I don't know. He's, I just find him... Like, he's sweet, but again, I just find him kind of boring. Like, he's not, I don't know. He just doesn't seem like he's funny or I don't know. I just like somebody that's a little bit, I mean, I'm, I'm like wild, but also I, um, I need opposite of that. I like somebody a little bit more laid back. Oh, what happened? I need somebody a little bit. I need somebody that's more. I mean, I'm laid back. I don't really know. <laughs> he just <laughs> seems like way too quiet and boring. But yet, the person that I'm crushing on currently is that. So I don't I was know. Gonna say, I'm like, <laughs> have you not? Yeah. And like, I I like Sal because he is very sweet and he's genuine and he's kind, and you can tell that. Whoever he is with, he is going to be incredibly intentional with them. Because that's just who he is. Like, that's his character. And I, I don't know. I just love him. Mallory is a little bit more rough around the edges. Where, honestly, I wouldn't have originally put them together. Mm Mm-hmm. But I think Sal is softening her a ton. Yeah. Because he is making her feel safe. Which I don't think she ever would have. I mean, she could have had that with Jarrett. But I don't think she would have had that 
you know, that safety that Sale brings her. And I think that's what she needs. Because she's been going through this whole process alone. Like, her family is not involved whatsoever. And Sale, like, she came home from that. And Sale had made her dinner and, you know, just wanted to to show that he cared and that she was worth pursuing and being there for. And I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, yes, that is what I need. Mm-hmm. I tell myself I don't deserve a nice guy, but ultimately I do. I need a nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so I think he has been really good for her because it's softening that, like those rough edges that she's created from past hurts. So, mm-hmm. and like, He's saying to her, and she cried. Yeah. You remember that? that was she did. Cute. It was cheesy, but it was cute. Yeah. Yeah. It was really cute. We don't really have much to say about them. Just that I, I love Sal. And yeah. I'm, I'm cheering for them. All right. I think the last couple is our, our Indian couple. Am I right? Yeah, she. I have a lot of deep. thoughts about that. I, um, it's like I like them. Oh my gosh, it's like I like them. <laughs> she's saying, "Oh my gosh!" Because if you could hear the little scraping in the background, she's like, she has her microphone against her shirt, and she's like moving around, so you're hearing all that. So then yes. I'm. And FaceTime trying to, like, signal her. So then she responds with, what's happening? Oh, my gosh. Okay. So that is the update there in case y'all were wondering. You probably weren't. Um, Okay. So Shake and Deep D. Deeps. I like them. He is very narcissistic and superficial. (laughs) I love that you're like, I like them. But. That's what I think of him. Because both of them, they're Indian, and they have mm-hmm. both only have ever dated white people. White people. people. Um, and they had a really great emotional connection. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, he is not feeling a physical connection. He's like, we should be all over each other and blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking like, okay, bro, it might not be there quite yet, but your emotional connection is pretty strong. That mm-hmm. attraction... For some people, attraction can grow. Like, there are a lot of couples, like, they didn't really find each other all that attractive at first. Mm -hmm. And then as they got to know each other, like, the attraction grew. And, like, oh, my gosh, you're such a beautiful person inside. Like, you're starting to become beautiful on the outside. outside. Like, I'm really Mm -hmm. seeing, like, I'm really starting to get attracted to you. It doesn't happen for every couple. Some couples are attracted to each other at first from the get-go, and that's great. But and she's beautiful. She really she is. is. And he's a really good looking guy. But for some reason he is not, you know, and he just in the last episode that we saw, he just expressed that to her. Because he's like telling everybody else, I'm like, you need to have a conversation with her. I know that's gonna be a hard conversation, but you gotta tell her. Mm-hmm. Um but I think as they're getting to know each other more and more, I think he's really falling for her. She is like he's mm-hmm. in love with her. I love, I love them. I'm really cheering and like yeah. hoping but for the, them. The only thing I'm concerned with is because of his little issue there with the physical attraction with her and connection. 
um, he just really comes off as this like guy that could potentially shallow. cheat on her. Yeah, yeah, very shallow that he could cheat on her and go have sex with some other girl because apparently they have not had sex yet. And no, we're not but, saying have sex before marriage. You're not promoting that, right? But in their case, in the context of context of the show, of the show that's kind of their world. But um, so and she's like, I just want him to like hug me and kiss me and you know just be really like you know more physical and affectionate because that's what they first had yeah when they first saw each other for the first time he went up and like grabbed her butt and i was like okay okay he was it was really cute he thought that she was beautiful and he was so into it and then they get to mexico i think like the first day while they were in mexico they had that and then it was all of a sudden he like I think he started freaking out, and that's where the unattraction came. Because yeah. he he started having, like, commitment phobia. <laughs> right. Right. Wow. Yeah. So, but he's, I, I, I have a little more hope for them, because he really is trying to, um, my God, I keep doing this with the freaking <laughs> mic. Um. <laughs> I'm starting to have more and more hope for them because you can tell like he's really falling for her. And Mm -hmm. I think once it gets to that point where the physical starts to come in, I think it's going to make their connection like even stronger and it's Mm -hmm. really going to kind of set things off for their relationship. Yeah. So I, and and I think that's the thing, like they keep saying, and I, I full heartedly agree with this. You should marry your best friend. Mm-hmm. Cause that's what and they are. They're, they're like bears. They... <laughs> I was Great. starting to say something, and then you're saying something, and then so I'm just like <laughs> repeating what you're saying because that's what I'm hearing. Um. So, but yeah, they're like best friends right now, and they they enjoy each other's company. And he was saying, "I love waking up next to her because they're sleeping together but not having sex, kind of thing." Mm-hmm. However, you want to take that, whatever. But. <laughs> Because I surely could not. Um, but they, he's like, I enjoy like waking up next to her. I enjoy seeing her like all the time and just hanging out with her and like spending time with her and talking to her and like all of the things. It's just the the physical. And he's saying like animalistic. We should have our hands all over each other. Bro. I'm like, yes and no. Like it, it's not always going to be that way, bro. Like mm-hmm. relax. Okay, it's not going to always be animalistic, you know, relax. But I have hope for them. I'm, 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 I'm rooting them on them. I'm rooting, so deep, deep, deep and shake. I'm rooting for them. Um, Jarrett and Ayana, I'm rooting for them. I'm kind of rooting for Mallory and Sal. I think they're slowly like, getting to a point where their relationship's coming together a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Shane and Natalie, absolutely not. Uh, who's the other one? Is that it? Nick and Danielle. Nick and absolutely not. Those two, they just need to just walk away. Go. Mm-hmm. No. Shane, go to Shana and y'all need to find other people because it's not working. And Danielle needs to just go to therapy. Maybe maybe she should just marry her therapist because 
Yeah. Be a conflict of interest. Whatever. It'll be something. (laughs) And I question, did I add in, I question Nick's sexuality. sexuality. Yeah, but you, there's a lot of guys that are, uh, a little bit more on the feminine side. Yeah, they're a little bit more on the feminine. They just seem a little bit different. There's a lot of guys like that that are straight. And that's just, you know, just depending on how they grew up or if they only grew up with their mom or... Because I have... I've had friends like that. Um, like in high school, there was this guy. I, for some reason, thought, I'm like, he could be gay. But he was he was not at all. Not at all. Straight. Straight as board got married has kids he's a christian like the whole thing but he just seemed really more femme and that's because they he grew up with his mom and so he kind of like took on those mannerisms i guess Mm -hmm. so it just depends on how you grew up and whatever but but also i mean maybe he could be gay i don't know nick we don't know we don't know (laughs) i guess we will find out. Yeah. Okay. Well, is there anything else that we wanted to add in before we end this podcast, this episode? Just get help. Okay. Get help. <laughs> <laughs> we all need Speak a little extra help. It's okay to have help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Trust me on this. That's all. That's all I got. Um. Yeah, I really don't have anything else. I think my like my whole big thing was like around Danielle and Nick and how insecurities mm-hmm. are are really your downfall in relationships. And if you're not willing to start to like work through them, then all it is going to do is cause pain and trouble for not just you, but for the people around you. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that is all for this week's episode. Something a little different. There's a lot of spoilers in here. So if you don't watch the show or if you're watching the show, but you are not caught up to speed, I don't apologize. <laughs> you listen to this at your own risk. Mm-hmm. Um, but I hope that you all have a great week. And I look forward to seeing you guys on the next podcast. Thank you to Lisa for joining in the conversation this week. You know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why are you going to copy me? <laughs> I don't know. Because you're weird. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. I will catch you on the next episode. Bye. Bye. Welcome to the Life Unmasked podcast, where we talk about all things dating, relationship, and everyday life issues.